Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 494 for the 9th of Nissan in a regular year. And today we are going to talk about logic, or rather the limitations of logic, and what logic is not. So what I mean by this is that in the world in which we live, logic really is kind of like the purest form of knowledge that we can think of. It's the closest thing to objective truth. It, we know that in one way that Judaism differs from a lot of other religions is a lot of other religions tend to be really focused on emotions and feelings and there's this idea of faith that's below intellect which a lot of other religions at least from a jewish perspective kind of fit into which is this thing of whatever it is that you feel in your heart and you know just connect with your feelings and all that kind of stuff that doesn't tend to be the jewish view the jewish view tends to be a much more intellectually based religion we can see this by virtue of looking at the main thing that Yeshiva Baharim do all day, which is study Gemara, which is a very intellectually based pursuit. Learning Torah in general and understanding God to the best of our ability with our intellect is a fundamental precept of Judaism. It's actually the first thing that the Rambam teaches us in his Mishnah Torah. The very first thing that he says is that the foundation of all foundations is to know God. So it means that we have this obligation to try to understand and know God. Really the root of all understanding of anything in this world, whether it is science or making sense of our day-to-day lives, really revolves around logic. Logic is our most fundamental and essential tool to making sense of the universe around us. However, what we will learn about today, and just for context, again, we are in the middle of chapter 39, is that logic is not the be-all, end-all. And in fact, logic is nothing but a tool. It's a very useful tool that God gave us, However, it is limited, and it's not something to be worshipped. In fact, historically, whenever there's been an attempt to worship reason, it's been more than a little bit problematic. For example, in the late 18th century, during the French Revolution, there was an actual cult of reason in which they tried the French revolutionaries tried to overthrow the Catholic Church, and it, this led to a lot of violence and not very great things, a lot of attacks. In Christianity as well, the, uh, the the term logos means logic, but it also kind of becomes synonymous with the divine, with God in a lot of literature. But once again, this is not the Jewish view. And as we'll learn, there's actually a whole realm that exists way beyond logic. And logic most definitely cannot be considered to be synonymous with God. So... Logic is definitely not the be-all, end-all. 
And what we'll learn about today is that logic is merely a tool which God gave us in order to exist, in order to maintain our own independent existence here in the world and to make sense of reality with our brains, with our limited bodies, with our limited minds. However, it's definitely not the be all end all. And there is a whole realm that exists beyond logic. And we're actually going to talk about that realm today. So if you remember from yesterday's episode, we actually alluded to this realm. This realm is called Atsilus or Atsilut. This is the realm of emanation when there is no distinction between the beings that exist in that realm and God himself. So let's get straight into the text and see how the altar Rebbe explains this and then try to tie it back in to this whole discussion of logic and everything. So the altar Rebbe says that the world of Atsilus, which is above the intellect and understanding and comprehension for the, for the created mind, so meaning that it's above logic because the the Chochmah, the Bina, and the Das, so this is the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Again, those are the three intellectual attributes of God that we talked about before, are totally unified there with utmost unity, with a, a, a very intense unity that is most wondrous, like a unity that is infinitely greater than that which is found in the world of Bria, which is the lower the world that is right below Atsilas, right? So why? Because in the world of Bria, there... This radiance came down to shine in a way of symptom, in a way of constriction, in order for the the creative intellects to be able to receive it from this Chabad, from this, this these intellectual attributes, to be able to know God and to be able to understand and comprehend some sort of understandings, some sort to have some sort of grasp over the light of the, the infinite light, according to the abilities of the intellects of these created beings who are by nature limited. And this is in order so that they do not become nullified out of existence. And in which case they would not be considered to be creations at all. And rather they would just revert back to their source and in their origin, which is in an aspect of true godliness of actual godliness. And as we'll learn, uh, there are certain souls, very select souls that are connected to this level, but it's, they're few and far between. This is not a typical experience. So getting back into the text and our discussion about logic. So we talked about how the logic comes from this place of constriction. So there's a constriction that happens where God constricts his light into a realm of rationale, of, of intellect. So this constriction comes about from the ray, which radiates there, which is the the ray of Chabad, of, of the intellect, remember the three intellectual attributes of God. So the three intellectual attributes of God radiate to those souls that are found there in the world of Bria, which is not the case in Atsilas. So what happens in Atsilas? So again, Atsilas is that highest world where there is no constriction. The, the beings that exist in Atsilas are not in a state of constriction, at least not very much. And so... This is why, since this world of Attilus is not a world in which there is so much constriction, then the the intellect of created beings is not able to receive from them. And so this is what we say when we say that there is no thought that can grasp God at all. Because truly, anytime we're talking about a thought that we grasp, automatically when we grasp it, it means we're not actually getting the essence of God because God is beyond comprehension. And so thus, what is Attilus? Attilus is actually the 
abode, the dwelling place for the really, really great Siddiquim, the really righteous people, where their service was above even the idea of love and fear that comes from understanding and knowledge, from from intellect, from uh, from from the mind, on the greatness of God. Just as the world of Attilus is above the level of understanding and knowledge for the intellect of a created being. But rather their service, if it wasn't an intellectual one, where they intellectually cultivated this love and fear of God, it was, was actually in a way of a chariot, a true chariot for, for the infinite himself, for God himself, to be totally nullified to him with utmost unity, like to to totally be subsumed in to lose their existence, just like what we were talking about yesterday, to be able to become a part of his of God's light himself to become subsumed in this light. Them and all that they possess in this infinite light through keeping the Torah and mitzvahs in the way that the forefathers did, in the way that we described that the forefather our forefathers were a chariot because their entire lives were dedicated to the service. So it wasn't like just like that they had their lives and then they part of their lives was this like intellectual meditation and contemplation upon God and all that. But in fact, it was like their entire lives served as this way of devoting themselves totally and completely to serving God. And now Al Jarba is going to go on and he's going to speak about a different class of righteous people who are definitely completely righteous. They're very righteous, but we can't say that they're on this level of being a chariot. So they don't actually have their abode in Attilus, at least not permanently, but rather their actual abode, like their place of residence, the place that suits them, is the world of Bria, which if you recall of what we've been talking about and how we've been de defining this world, the world of Bria is the world of intellect, namely godly intellect. And the reason why this is their abode is because these are people who really have also devoted their lives to serving God through really using their mind and their intellect to the fullest capacity to be able to really come to a sense through intellectual understanding and, and meditation of coming to really feel this intense love and fear of God. So for these kind of people, they do not have their residence in Attilus, like we've been talking about, but rather their permanent residence is in Bria. However, nevertheless, some of these kind of people get to visit, quote unquote, Attilus once in a while. And this is what we're going to be talking about in today's section is when is it that these souls, these souls that really do reside in Bria, when do they get to visit Attilus? So let's get straight into the text. It's pretty short today, and I think the text will explain it better than I can in my own words. So the Alter Rebbe says that for the one, so so this is in contrast to those souls who have uh, their residence in Attila. So he says, for those, however, who have the, the who the root of their soul is too small to be able to contain this type of this type of service, this pure service of to be completely nullified and encompassed in the light of God with through His service. So just pause here for a second. And something interesting, I think, that is interesting to point out and to note is the ultra is basically saying he, he's kind of like saying that it's not through their own it's not through fault it's not it's nobody's fault that they're not able to do this like some people we have different there's our service and there's what we put into the world what we work at how we try to improve ourselves and get close to god but there's also something called a soul root and we all have different types of soul roots 
So the altar rabbi is saying here that there are some people who this soul, their soul root is too small to be able to have this service of total self-abnegation, self-nullification. So for some people, it's really just not possible. Like we are, we're not all meant to be on this crazy high level, basically, is what the altar rabbi is saying. So then he says, but for these people, nevertheless, there are certain times, so it's specific times that are like auspicious times that come from above. For example, during the prayer of Shemona Esra, like the Amida prayer in Davening, that is in Attila. So like the, the prayer of Shemona Esra is very much connected to Attila, especially when we bow down, that with every bowing down, this isn't an aspect of Attila. So it's kind of like, you know, we're bowing down and it's a form of almost like self-abnegation, which is the whole idea of Attila. And the altar says that this is written about in the Priyat Chaim in Kabbalah Shabbos, because this is the idea of being totally nullified to God's light to be considered as if you are nothing. So this the idea of bowing is sort of representing that. And so even though these kind of souls do get to have this experience of visiting, quote unquote, the world of Attilus, of kind of having this this connection to the world of Attilus at select times, like while they're praying or something like that, nevertheless, their principal abode is in the world of Bria. Like this is really where their dwelling place and the, the permanent dwelling place of their soul is, is in the world of Bria. And then the altar concludes with something in brackets where it says just during very auspicious times, their soul will rise up to Atsilis in an aspect of Mainukvin, which means feminine waters, as is known to those who know. So it's a little cryptic at the end. Uh, but the basic idea is that there are certain select times that these individuals could rise up to the level of Atsilis, but it's not their permanent residence. So that's the end of the section. And I think this last part is pretty straightforward. Basically, there are different kinds of souls, different soul roots, things like that. And not all righteous people all have their residence in the world of Atsilis and uh, not all righteous people have this ability to attain the level of total self-abnegation to the point of being a chariot. But nevertheless, those people who are not on that level, but they are still very great tzaddikim and reside in the world of Bria, they could at times perhaps have this like select experience of experiencing the world of Atsilis during prayer and perhaps other times as well that the altar of it doesn't really elaborate upon. So that's it for today and we'll continue tomorrow. I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.